Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Thinking on Charge podcast. I am Jonathan with Team Salt Boys. I am Ryan with Team Rays, and I have brought along a uh, special guest for us today. Hey guys, it's uh, Nico from Team Zephyr. Oh, Team <laughs> Zephyr in the house. How you doing, man? Uh, I'm doing well. Uh, glad to be here. Welcome to the pod. Welcome to the pod. Uh, yeah. Don't you have your own podcast as well? I do. Uh, I am the co-host and editor for Nerd Thug Radio. Okay, so that airs it every week. Uh, we, it's it really old. We've been, I've been doing it since 2016. We have like 400 episodes, so feel free to listen to any 400 of them. <laughs> Plug it in, man. Like, legitimately, that's awesome. 400 episodes. I think we're at like 25 episodes. So like, We're on, we're on 10 episodes. Yeah, we're, we've been stuck on 10 episodes the last season and a half, so... You know. is this, is this episode 10, part 15? Some, epi- something along that lines. This yeah. is episode 10, season 2, part 2. Cool. <laughs> We're not going to catch up to you. So, Anyway, um, welcome to the pod. Happy to have you. Uh, Ernest and Marco will not be joining us tonight. It is, uh, right now, I'll be honest, it's Sunday night, almost midnight. It's like 11-something. Uh, so March 27th, just to kind of give you an idea. Uh, we just got done with fe- both fests. In the U.S., uh, Card of Magic had their fest online as well uh, for Canada because uh, Canada needs something, and they only had like 90 people show up, which is a tragedy. Um, a lot of online regionals have occurred. Let's start with the online regionals: uh, Card of Magica and Core TCG. Oh my God, online webcams! They, I'm not, I'm not the biggest fan. Um, I don't know how you guys feel about them. I'll, I'll let you guys start with that, and then I'll tell a funny story about uh, Card of Magica. Um, I know for me personally, like, I've always voiced it like I just I, I genuinely like. Now that we're going back into real life events, I just don't see the purpose of an online tournament no more, because all it does is like, like as much as it's a meme for like cheating, like like we've had a lot of like more and more like cheating incidents come up a lot more, like actually cataloged like cheating incidents when it's come to online events. Especially when there was the what is it? There's the one guy who um, who tried to tap five to play fighting against fate, and his opponent called him out. And then, like in the middle of him going like, "Oh yeah, let me count it," he throws a card from his hand into his energy, like after he's already played a card, so he's missed his charge step. Yeah, or uh, what was what was the big one that happened at the 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 most recent one? The one where the guy the, actually got banned. The Latin America card fest. Yeah, that one. The online regional. The guy literally is playing 16. Literally just pulls a card out of his lap and puts it in his hand. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he just straight up just he straight up just fucking Alakazam's a card in his hand. Like, in full view of the camera. Like, the least smooth thing you've ever seen. Yeah, it's just, I love the whole comment section. Like, bro, bro didn't even try to fake dropping his hand. He just straight up said, I'm going to yoink this real quick. Yo, that's a crazy play. Let me add this card to my hand. <laughs> Yo, bro, that's a crazy card. Hold on, I have a response down here somewhere. But you just uh, add baby hedge real fast. It's, it, it is. It, it's like, like I said, like that. That's just kind of insane. Like we've, like I, I just don't think online can is the way we should be going anymore. Now that we're doing more like in real life events, because like it's just it's. Like the, I think the biggest thing it will probably lead into my my gripes with with uh, with, with fest is that like I'd rather the people who are who are like hosting like the online events just just host in real life events like core 
or, or Card of Magicka. I'd rather these people who are experienced host like the events that were like in real life events than give it to the new guys because damn, did that blow up in our face real quick. Um, yeah, play TCG. I'm going to be honest with you, I did some research. I don't think they existed before December 2021. I think they were made specifically to host Fest and they had no prior experience in doing anything. So... Not- you weren't awesome. there for it, but but uh, my favorite quote came out of it. It's the the to as like everybody starts grump like complaining. Like, listen here, guys, I've been seeing Carnborn for over twenty years, and I know how it feels, you know, to go X whatever or some bullshit. And like fucking this dude just giving some old boomer speech that I'm like not paying half the fuck attention to because I know at the end of the day I'm you're not going to hear the words the guys who blatantly broke the rules are not going to get punished, and Kano's going to go fucking win the whole goddamn tournament when he should have gotten a game loss or a DQ, because this is officially stated in the in the, in the Bandai rules, intentional draws are not allowed, and if you don't show up, and, and not even, even if it's not a level 2 event, if you look into the rules, if you don't show up for your match within a certain time period, you get a game loss, so because they didn't show up for their match, they should have both gotten a game loss. Even if it wasn't an intentional draw and you want to make the level 2 argument, there's still the time rules that you have to apply by. Yeah, and the fact that you can have two people go X1 in an event and not make top 16 is absolutely just absurd. Yeah, fucking, fucking literally mind-blowing. And it's crazy to compare this event to the Miami, or was it Miami? Whatever. The yeah, Florida yeah. one, and it'd be like nowhere near as bad. <laughs> Just fucking PPG knows how to, you know, host an event. Yeah. Just like fucking. Like, We've had a love hate relationship with PPG, but they really did show out for, for Fest in Miami, so props to them. I'll give props when they're due. Props to PPG. Also, I want to talk about the post that I couldn't find. I think it was deleted or something, but I did see uh, when where there's the, the ruling for uh, Ultimate Dragons, Dark Dragon Sling Bullet. Um, there was a post from George where it said, We're going to be ruling to Ultimate. To, uh, Dragon Slaying Bullet, the way that Bandai is ruling it right now until further notice, and I was like, ah, yes. The man who tried to play... <coughs> the man who tried to play uh, Zeno Sinchen run off, of, off of the one-star ball. Oh, yeah. That was a <laughs> very cool. cool. Just make sure you sign up for the Patreon. And make sure you sign up for the Patreon and learn cool top ten tricks that you can't do. If you're not cheating, so you're I play this card. <laughs> I play this card that you literally can't play, but it's funny, so I'm gonna leave it in... <laughs> hey, that's why you pay Patreon. That'll teach you the tricks. I'll show you the, show you the tips and the tricks. And <laughs> top ten life hacks that'll get you DQ'd in Dragon Ball. Yeah, I was talking to I was talking to Ernest because I rebuilt King Piccolo, and I was like, "Listen, I'm building. I have I have like a mixture of John Carlo and Kano's list, but I wasn't able to figure out like the secret tech that Kano did. I don't know if you guys noticed it, but um." But uh, I, I just couldn't figure out how to like intentionally draw with my opponent and not get DQ'd. I still have to figure out how to do that maneuver. Yeah, it's a pretty difficult play. You gotta you gotta make sure that your TO's on board. Ugh. Gotta slide him a fat twenty real quick. Mm. You just gotta not show up to your match, and then your opponent also not show up to the match. That's fair. That's crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. But but, okay. um, but I, oh, by the way. You got you, you you signed up for one of the online events, right, uh, Jonathan? Okay, so that's, that that'll be my funny story. I'm gonna kick in. So thank you for that. Um, so 
I'm assisting a person with setting up a case tournament, trade fair clause case tournament, and that is actually going to be next week. Uh, so if you haven't already, sign up for that. Uh, it'll be fun. It'll be best of one for each side. But besides the point, I'm not going to do a selfless plug. Um, I was trying to help him figure out how to do signups. So I went to Cardamagica's online web webcam tournament to see how they did their signup. Legitimately filled in the most bullshit thing you can fill out. So like my deck list profile picture thing was a picture of beer spall, SPR. Uh, so that was my entire deck was just one beer spall. Uh, I named my deck Trolley Broly. I'm pretty sure I put Mike Jones's phone number, uh, 281-330-8004. So for the people who don't know, I'm sorry. For the people who do know, you get it. Uh, and I was like, yeah. So I, I explained, you know, what the form looked like, and I, I didn't think much of it, right? That was like three, four weeks prior to the event. The day of the event, I have a few teammates who are on playing in the webcam. I'm like, well, let me check out the list, make sure people are where they need to be. Sure enough, I'm scrolling through, and I, I, I see my name on this list. I'm like, what the fuck? And I, it was sold out when I saw, uh, did the fake sign-up. So I was like, well, this can't be right. So I go, I, and nobody's called my name out. I'm like, or I guess I better make a real deck list. So I go re-enter a new deck list. Granted, date morning up, like 20 minutes past when it was due. I actually fill out a deck I own. Everything legit. I'm like, all right, cool. I'm just going to submit this, thinking it's going to replace what I've sent in. They put up round one pairings, and my name shows up twice. So now I'm on two tables. And you know what would have been funnier? I didn't pay for any of this. You know what would be funnier if you had fought yourself round one? <laughs> that would have been awesome. I was like, <laughs> you know what? I'm not going to show up to either. Draw. <laughs> you draw. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, an intentional draw. I heard those are those are allowed. So I end up I end up telling one guy, the one that had the list for the beers ball. I was like, yeah, I'm not showing up to this table. You got the dub, and I explained to the guy that I'm on two tables, and the card of magic messed up. So they ended up dropping my name from that table, from the list, because I wanted to actually attempt to see if they would send me prizing, right? So I, I, I try to do the three and out thing. I played game one just to play. Um, I played against Green Go Tanks. So I was playing Yellow Broly. Uh, he went first, so he won. And then game two... Uh, I was putting my son to bed, so I, I get on Discord on my phone, and I was about to tell the guy he has it, and he's like, hey, I'm babysitting, so you got it. I'm like, bet. <laughs> so I got a dub. Uh, game three, I'm literally at the barbershop getting my hair cut. I'm in chair. I'm like, hey, give me just like five seconds. I tell my barber to give me a minute. Pull up Discord. I'm like, yo, I'm getting a haircut. You got it. And like, I, I dropped, right? It's like, okay, we'll see what happens. So I didn't pick my entry. Uh, I entered a bullshit list. And then I was like, well, if they send me this shit, cool. I'm going to make some, some money. And if they don't, you know, I, not a big deal. Well, yesterday pulls up in the mailbox a fat pack from Cardamagica from Canada. Sure enough, they sent me the promo. So shout out to Cardamagica. Thank you so much for the free uh, entry prizing for the tournament I didn't pay for. It uh, just kind of goes along with how messy webcams are. Like, it's not organized. My name showed up twice in the tournament. They didn't check if I paid for entry. They let me play. They gave me entry. And I know for a fact somebody asked like a round late. It's like, hey, can I just enter and take a round one loss? And they're like, no. So whoever that guy was, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm pretty much, I, I took your stuff. And I took your, your, your money and applied it to my account. So they, you paid for my entry, basically. Which is bullshit. 
I'm not going to take it back because, like, the promos have been sold. But, you know, it's just it's crazy because I don't think that would have happened in person, right? Like, that, that probably would not happen, like, at Fest. Although Fest, I heard, was a mess. I don't know, dog. You didn't have to submit your deck list at all. <laughs> that is fair. You know, that's fair. Or they could, or they could do what they did to Josue, where they had another person with Josue's name, and just went to the wrong table, and he got three losses for it, because you know, there's oh, no match, God, there's yeah. no, there's no match slip or verification forms or anything like that. Yeah, rest, and, rest in peace to people who don't have unique names. You're, you're doomed. Sorry, John. Yeah. John Good, good, you're good, good, good luck, John Smith. All the the fucking John Smiths I actually oh, know. Wasn't there multiple Danny Wins or something? Like, yeah, that's also very. <laughs> Yeah, a very common, a very common like American Asian name, Danny Wynn. Uh, well, well, too bad you, they all put, decided to play Dragon Ball, and they all got game losses because they're in the wrong spot. Exactly. Well, Card Magica had uh, national invites tied to them, whereas Fest just gave you fucking packs. So, like, if oh, Fest, if Fest was giving out Nats invites, I'm sure a deck list would be re- required. You know, what was, you know, you know, what makes it a real festival though. Not having any side events. Oh yeah, or vendors, or really? vendors, yeah. or vendors. Yeah, no side event, no vendors. Good, good call on that one. You, you just day two play. Say you play twelve games and help somebody, and you just get a shit ton of bags. Like, damn, bro. Like this is. I drove like fucking three and a half hours for this shit. You must have been speeding because that would have been a five hour drive from where I live. Dude, like I was literally, literally, it was me, TZ, and Evan. We were talking about side events, like fucking, like we were talking about. Oh, you know what really pissed me off too is that like they announced that the side events are gonna be like, uh, like, like play whatever decks you want to play to as long as your opponent agrees to it. And I was like, I thought it was a, so. What I thought it was gonna be is like day two, you come in and like you get a certain amount of points or something like that, right? Which would have been a cool concept. I I came up with this own concept in my head, and I thought this was gonna what they would do, and now I just had this cool concept that was fucking wasted. It's like you come in, you get a certain amount of points, and like you can play something that you're, you and your opponent agree on. Like I remember Ernest was telling me that he talked to Jordan Markle, and like he was going to play like full power Cell versus uh, full power King Piccolo because he really wanted to try that out. And it was going to be like you know the unerotic Cell where you know you could fucking loop your hand turn one. Oh God! And I was like, I don't want to do that one, but you know you have fun with that. I mean, I guess that's pretty cool, but Jesus Christ! Yeah. And then, um, and um, and I was just like, if like you're part of, like that made me really mad because I didn't have my because I have my uh my Dragon Ball Goat deck built, and I know Nico, do you have yours built? Uh, yeah, I'm like two cards away from finishing it. I just don't have them yet. Yeah, I know. Like a lot of us, like a lot of people that that I know, we have ours built, and like I just wanted to, I want to get the ball rolling on Dragon Ball Goat because I have my Majin Vegeta deck built. Hmm, interesting. It's just cool. Uh, I know that uh, Bushi Road when they do their spring fests, like their side events are like you have to like get like if you want the cool promos, you have to get like a slip signed, and you have to report back to judges and be like, "Look, I got wins." Yeah, they did that for um, for Yu-Gi-Oh side events too. Me and my buddy were um, we were playing side events together, and um, we played. Um, uh, we just played. So there's a. It's not Edison or like any of those formats. We played, uh, we just, we, we played the, we, like, I guess Bandai, or not Bandai, Konami has a name for it now, the Time Wizard format, but it's just, but like, it's, it's a bit different for us. Like, we have a deck that's compliant with the ban list. So my buddy had a deck that's compliant with, like, the ban list to where Zodiac and, um, 
Yeah, it's basically you're just you're just dating your deck back to a certain yeah. bane list, and then so, whatever so, most recent set that yeah. corresponds with. And we did. We just played that, and then we would go over there, and like we would we would like sign off on paper. It's like he's actually, and that's what I thought they were doing. But like they were allowing for your opponent to agree. Like we we weren't supposed to do that, but we really didn't care. But um, like if like I was like that's really cool because it allows for other players to play like you know certain cool things. Stump didn't do that. Honor system. You know, I played three games and said I fucking won twelve. Like I'm not gonna sit here and waste my time. Like outside of being uh, outside, of, I played against Legends a couple times just for fun, and then that was that was the most exciting thing about day two. <laughs> I think the most exciting thing about day two is I walked out to Ernest's car and Ernest said, I look like a drug dealer selling Dragon Ball cards, or trading Dragon Ball cards in the back of my car. Which, I mean, fair. It's basically the same thing. Right. I said the same thing. Cardboard like, It's just like, and then, uh, fucking, it, it's just like, that, that fest is such a shit show. Like, like, fucking, T.O. didn't know, T.O. didn't, uh, had no, judges, oh, dude, the judge rulings were fucking the most wildest shit I've ever heard in my life. Dude, dude, the judge was trying to, so the guy called a, got called, like, this. so, there was a round I heard where somebody called a judge because the guy was hard casting a card, right? And the guy goes, uh, Trunks counterplay. And he goes, you can't Trunks counterplay because I'm hard casting it, and it doesn't create a window where you can't Trunks counterplay it. And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, are you are you dumb? And then so the what? guy calls over the judge, and you know what the judge says? Yeah, you can't Chunks counterplay that. I'm like, what? <laughs> Yo. And then they get their head judge. Trash. And then their head, and their head judge goes, yeah, you can't do that. And I'm like, dude, get me out of here. <laughs> it was it was bad, and that was like a huge deal because it was in time. Everyone's sitting there waiting. <laughs> Yeah, that was like that was so fucking annoying. It's just like, dude, if you're if you're a judge and you don't know and you're like and you're fucking up that bad, like, dude, you can't. That's like Isaiah level bullshit. Like, you cannot. Uh, I, I call out bad judges all the time, dude. Like, know your shit. Like, especially if you're in a head judge position for a big tournament, like, do not fuck your shit up. Like, you you directly affect people's games at that point, and that is a, a game affecting decision. Yeah, because yeah. that could potentially impact the entire rest of the day. Because that ruling will be upheld the entire rest of the tournament. Because yeah, I, I can just do whatever the fuck I want. I'm, I'd never have to worry about blue again. Yeah. Oh, this, this oh head judge ruled that I hard cast anything, and you can't chunks me. So basically, I have free deflect. Get yeah. fucked. I'm over here being like, I can cheat if I want. Terrible. It's terrible. It's shitty and terrible. So uh, I'm going to add in just a real quick thing. Uh, there was the emergency errata list that we didn't mention uh, earlier, so we can Oof. we can tie that in. Um, somehow. I, we, I, I don't know what else we're going to jump into. I, I guess we can touch that now before we go into uh, the cell expert deck. Oh, we're talking about my favorite ultimate dragon slang bullet. Oh, yeah. The card that was going to bring everybody down and then... Uh, the, the pricing of the TCG marketplace went crazy. I think it jumped to like twenty five, and somebody bought it at twenty five per copy, and now so, it's sitting at fucking like two, two, three bucks, I think. So, fun fact about that card, by the way, before we went to, um, before we were going to, uh, to to Arlington, I brought that up to my team. Not with that ruling, because I didn't know about that ruling. But I told I told my team I was like, if you're playing U seven, you should watch out for this. Because like if you're going for like a big swing with like Vegeta or Goku, 
and like you just slam all your cards on your board onto this, and they have this, like because your drop area is bigger than your your cards you're playing, they can just warp it, and like you just lose everything. Um, these cards are still like pretty expensive, and I don't understand why. I guess counterplay innocent is a thing still, but it's like seven bucks. Well, it's because it's hard to resell a card that no one wants. Yeah, but I think it would have been like a two or three dollar yeah. card, like it was before. Now it's, it's still sitting pretty, pretty high from where it was like two weeks ago. Yeah, well, but it, if those actually move, is going to be the true testament. Yeah, well, yeah, the reason, well, the reason why the card moved is because like when it was rolled like that, like if you didn't have the card, like you were at a disadvantage, and you know you had to take, you have to take advantage of broken rulings. All that other fun shit. Well, especially when sold yesterday for $7. <laughs> especially whenever fucking... Well, somebody out there could be like, man, I really need this for my fucking... My my, my, my Xenos and Shinron deck. My, my Shadow Dragons. I really need this for my, this is my staple in Shadow Dragons. I mean, basically. That's crazy. That was just and crazy. Then, and they just went ahead and like fucking... And like just, you know, like covered their tracks with like, you know, the other cards that, you know... People could use and abuse like uh, hidden power of the Saiyans or ultrasonic, whatever the fuck it's called. I'm a bit of a rattleist. I'll give you all the. And then, and then they're like, and they're like, "Hey, look, it's Android 18. Go fuck yourself." Basically, uh, they did. Ju- they did just absolutely shoot uh, Frieza. And, that was, yeah, I mean, that was, part, yeah, that was pretty fuck. I really didn't see that. Like, I, I honestly didn't see that coming out like, like out of left field. Like. I even played against an Android uh, 18 male player. They were my second match in um, in uh, my my where Arlington Fest game. And, uh, like, I he never got the card to go off. Like, I I never I didn't struggle against that matchup. Like, yeah, I, I think they just didn't want it because it, it's it's kind of inevitable if you don't have anything to stop the Frieza, you just auto die no matter what you did. Yeah, but like, but sometimes that's like that. That's the reason why like Bandai makes cards in general. Like certain cards are just meant to do that. Like if you play them, you're just meant to win right there. Like oh, like like uh, like Apex of Power, uh, OG Celzino. Like like they made those cards to win when they're played. And even Celzino now with a Serata. Like if you play it on turn five, you're meant to win. Yeah, that's true. Look at Dirty Bursted. You'll be all right. Yeah. Okay, just hit him with a fat, dirty burst. Dirty bust. Hit him so, with a dirty. Hit him with a dirty bust. These erratas are ridiculous. Um, I think it was meant to be. Obviously, we all knew the cards were written uh, with the intent of play versus bad English translations made it not intended uh, to be played that way. So, hidden power of the Saiyans, ultrasonic exchange, uh, full power Frieza, one hundred percent overdrive. Tree of Might, Power Beyond Super Saiyan 2, Ultimate Dark Dragon Slaying Bullet, and this last one was was weird to me, the Majin Buu Tricky Nemesis. That was the new champ pack card that just came out with the last webcams, and I think they gave these out at Fest also. They, um, uh, they needed to, um, that's the, that's the black one, right? That is the black one. They yeah, needed to be treated as green in deck. Yeah, it's, it's so that we, they could fetch it out. They they made it to where because the card was kind of unplayable with its like the way it was originally worded, but now they made it they made it playable in green decks. Okay, well fair enough. Uh, they hit quite a bit of cards here. 
uh, in a relatively short time frame because literally people were bitching about this like Monday and uh, they fixed it on Thursday. So props well, it just to definitely and I. I guess. Yeah, it just definitely feels like they they were just like, oh, that definitely wasn't supposed to happen. We're just bad at punctuating cards. Yeah, the, our English translation team did not do well, so let's uh, let's fix it. Now, I do say, I do, I do think, I should say, moving forward, they should definitely add specifics to counterplay, like counter unison, counter battle card, counter whatever, right? Like. Listen. I'm still waiting for my my card at some point that's gonna say ignore deflight. Oh yeah, bro. I've been I've been thinking about that for a while. I've also been thinking of a card that you can play, where the next battle card you play gains deflect. So like you overwhelm and like hit you. Ah, uh, that would be that'd be badass. I'm not gonna lie. Like that would that would resurrect so many boss cards in this in this game. And make a lot of older secrets more viable, like Frieza Army Reborn. Oh exactly, but like not even just secrets, like even like the the big boss monster cards that like you just can't play because it's no no protection because there was no protection in sets one like, two, three yeah, or whatever like like triple flash Goku like oh, the God. green one yes there's yeah, a like lot three. of cards but you know that's my wish list thing uh, but I, I do want to say props to Bandai for you know stepping up especially before Fest which is interesting because Fest doesn't really matter you know per se in the long term but I know they're trying to set a precedence of. Uh, they want to try out the best of one pre-side for potential big events. Uh, do you guys think this is this was a success? Do you think best of one pre-side was good? Uh, I really like the format. I think it offers a lot of uh, versatility because you can change your strategy not on the fly, but like tweak it to so you're not just auto losing to like random bullshit go. Yeah, I agree. I think that's the big thing I, I take away from it as well because like Houston is a best of one. Uh, community. Uh, we're one of the few that's best of one. A lot of places are best of three. And, you know, you walk into a local one day, you're, you just sit down, and it's like, okay, who am I playing? Oh, there's a random hatch player. Well, my aggro deck just gets shitted on because I try to flood the board. I lose. But if you can pre-side against it, you, you probably have something that gains dual attack, or you can, like, fighting against Fate Bardox or something, right? Like, you can at least try to strategize. You know, just accepting the auto loss, uh, which I like. I like that the fact that you both can sit down and say, "Oh, you're running that. Cool. Let me see what I can do to give my best chance possible out of a yeah." And it 65. it really rewards good deck building too, because there's a lot of things that you could like potentially main board. Like uh, I saw, there was a lot of U7 Gokus that were just main decking Koitsukais and Brolies, and then siding them out in matchups that didn't matter, yeah. just so they have even more cards to work with. Exactly. I like that. Koitsukai was definitely a big thing I saw a lot uh, for U7 Goku. So Shout out to my cooler opponent who Koitsukai'd me three turns in a row at Game Fest. Um, <laughs> fuck you, but good game. <laughs> <laughs> the most realist answer I've ever heard. There was a post that I read earlier today from uh, from Frank from Frank Miller. Uh, I, I agree with what he said. Um, and I, it's uh, He was talking about uh, like like uh, Best of ones are really good, but in higher seed matchups and like Nat and stuff, it, that, that's that's more of like definitely a best of three format. Like I think, um, I think I uh, I agree with like big events like fest, like having over almost three hundred people. Like yeah, do do a best of one with side so people aren't here until like fucking eleven p.m. or twelve p.m. 
you know, and you're not having like just everybody die. Like, yeah, that, not trying like, to go to a three p.m. locals and then leave at nine o'clock. That's what made, that's what made me so mad when you know Arlington compared to Miami, like because Miami, like they they had they, they did six hours and they were done. Like we like, eight rounds. They had even a longer event and it was yeah. shorter. And it was shorter. Yeah, we started at eleven and we didn't finish until we didn't finish until like you know like nine or ten hours in, and we had two we did, we had two less rounds. One less round. They had eight rounds. No, oh, sorry. We had we yeah. had one last round. Well, they didn't have That's it undefeated because they played the full eight. So every everybody went. Uh, I think X one in top. There was two. There were X two. Oh shit! Even better. Um. I will say this. I feel like PPG had an advantage of seeing the shit show that unveiled in, in Arlington. And they're like, all right, here's what we don't do. And they just had a really good staff. Uh, the people in PPG have, have been running tournaments for Dragon Ball, I think, since the get-go. So they do have like a four or five year uh, threshold of experience over Play TCG, who has no experience. Uh, so, at most, uh, three months. Yeah, at most three months. But let's be honest, they didn't do shit. And even even without that, though, the PBG's just more experienced. So, I mean, uh, yeah, they've, they've been playing. They've they've had like Yu Gi Oh tournaments, and they've been they've been in the card game for so long. Like even even without the exception of like you know PBG only vendors, like you know I've at least been to PBG events where they've had um, they've had side events. Like, you know, PBG ran side events, you know, like, oh, we're going to do, like, ticket hunts, or, oh, we're going to do, like, you know, like, 3v3s, or, you know, non-meta stuff. Like, it, like interesting, good, like, side events. Like, fucking, we didn't get that, and, like, it's a festival. Like, it definitely didn't feel like a fucking festival. It felt like a glorified locals that wasn't fucking good. Giga locals. Yeah, like, it was not fucking, like, I just genuinely didn't have a good time. Like, outside of playing, like, the main event. That's that's pretty sad, honestly. Like, I, I, I don't know if you guys were around for um, celebrations, like, three or four years ago. No. So, uh, ARG hosted... They, they were a TO before they, they left. Um, they were actually really good, like, one of the best TOs. And they were hosting... They Essentially, they were, like, fest, where you would just come out do a big, you know, tournament, and then day two was a bunch of side events. It was just fun. And they gave out a bunch of packs and whatnot, but they had categories like uh, teenage, like you're, you're under a certain age, like 18 and under, bracket, girls bracket, 40 and over bracket, or 35 and over. Like, shit you wouldn't think about. And it's just like, wow, that's really cool. And then they had all these other, like, formats, and they were just slinging them out. I went to one in Chicago, because uh, they didn't host anything in Texas, and I was like, "Man, this was dope." Then ARG left, and then I I was hoping that Fest would be like uh, celebrations. It didn't turn out to be that way in Arlington. I don't know what all happened in Miami, but it sounds like Miami was just a, a way better event altogether. So I'm hoping to hear more in details about that later. But do you guys think that Fest will be something that we can do again uh, in the near future, or is this like an annual thing, or was this a one and done? I think, um, um, sorry, but, uh, I think with, uh, the way, uh, Miami went, like, I think Arlington's just the outlier, I think, like, it, like, it just shows if you just give it to, like, a TO that's had more experience, you just get a better result, like, maybe next year they do, they, they keep PPG, but maybe they gravitate towards core, 
or they gravitate towards you know Magna Carta again. You know, like those 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 guys who you know like who who've been around long enough, who you know done multiple games and shit like that. Yeah, because like obviously, I think Fest would have been really great had they just ironed out a bunch of like just had better planning, like just frankly, just straight out. Because I feel like there's just a lot of stuff they didn't take into account. There's just a lot of small stuff that's annoying to a player base. But it was like. I could tell that if you just take that experience and you just refined it a little bit more, it would be great. Like, have one every, like, quarter or something in a different location, and I think they'd be a great time. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, too. I would think, like, once every quarter, help uh, break down the uh, the set releases, you know? Yeah, because this, I mean, this was right after Realm of Gods, so we really got to see the impact of, like, the new set. Yeah, I mean, it's how regionals used to be laid out was, uh, I think, uh, just about every set release there was a regional and you'd get your invites uh through these events uh but with fest it was huge these were i mean bigger they were not quite nats level but bigger than regular regional attendance levels so i really do feel like we should be having in in tournament in-person tournaments uh again and just i feel like webcams can probably get done away with but I understand the business aspect of it. We touched on it last episode about how TOs have lower, much lower costs and overhead. Surprising so is better because of that, but you know, I'm not going to touch a whole lot past that. So. Well, I think they have to. They have to make pricing good for online events because, or like, why would you attend them? Because it's like, oh great, I'm going to play against you know, Timmy with a 480p camera who's, you know, I can't see half his board. And he can draw any card in his deck whenever he wants. It's like, all right, have fun. No, I'm just gonna start taping cards underneath my table. Yeah. Oh dang, my trade binder's just out of reach. <laughs> yeah. No, I agree. Uh, I will say that we would like, as a player base, to be incentivized to go to in-person events because let's just be honest, you're negging on travel. Uh, accommodations, food, whereas like webcam, I roll out of bed, turn on my computer and just chill for like four hours and then drop and I get all the prizing I want. I, I think, uh, honestly, like, like uh, honestly, like, at the end of the day, like, because like, we, we talk about this, I think it's, I think it's one of the topics that, that, like, us here in general talk about a lot when it comes to, um, uh, this, um, uh, the thing that um, it does it just makes online not or online not good is just that fact of I can just wake up, take a bunch of like the stuff that I want, and don't have to play. Like I just signed, I spent like what fifteen, ten dollars, and I got like almost like three hundred, like four hundred dollars worth of shit. Like how many seventeens did you get? One. Like one. Like people. Like I've seen people get one. I've seen people get two. Like you know, because of like you know mess ups and stuff like that. Like that's a lot. Like, that's a lot of money right there, just alone off of the off the seventeens, because they're like a hundred dollars a piece. Mm-hmm. Like that's a lot of money. Then, yeah, and like I didn't do anything, but like you know, and, and, and even then, like your 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 online like, your inner life event should have like really good pricing too, because and like half of the fun of going out there is just hanging out with people that you haven't seen in forever. Like you know, I got to talk to John Carlo again and shit like that. You know, I got to fucking, uh, you know, like, fucking Evan got to meet Joku as, you know, fucking, as boisterous as he, as loud as he likes to fucking say that he got to meet Joku. Like, you know, that shit was fun. A lot of, like, a lot of people got to meet a lot of people they wanted to meet. 
Yeah. No, that's the whole point and spirit of it. Where it's like webcam, you're like, all right, well, see ya, and that's it. Like, maybe you shoot the shit a little bit, maybe not, but like, taking away that in-person interaction takes away like the spirit of the game. Like, I got to uh, like a couple of my opponents. I got to shot like the dude who beat like my, my first like I like uh, I was like four rounds in, and or, like yeah, like four rounds in, and my opponent I got I lost to a swap early player. And me and that dude were shooting the shit like he beat me, and then we were just talking. And then like for the rest of the tournament, like he, like after the tournament, he'd come find me, and we would just like just start talking. After like he was a really cool dude, and he was he was one of the guys that made top sixteen the swap early. So fucking uh, that dude, that dude is really cool. Like fucking like like like, like that, those are the kind of interactions that you just don't get with like uh, like um, with online like visuals, just anything in general. No, that's fair. I agree with you on that. It's just that connection, right? Like, it's hard to to duplicate via webcam. It's not there. No, it's not there. But you know what is there, though? What's that? It's the fucking the, the Cell Ultimate deck that we were talking about from the, the one that we, we predicted, like, the fucking podcasts ago. Yeah, we, we tend to do that. Uh, I'll probably need to do, like, a best hits... Uh, snippet one day but uh yeah no there's a new cell expert deck uh coming out may 2022 and it is pretty gross from what i've heard uh ryan you said you've, you've play tested against it or with it yeah i'm playing against a uh, buddy of uh buddy of uh, me because uh pose uh we um <coughs> he played um he, he played just like um uh, a version of it with just like the old chain, and then you, you put it with the old and new chain. Hmm. I'm like that, that, that decking is very impressive. Like you could set up like a pretty solid board, and like you could like you can if you if you just control the whole game, like turn turn five, you you auto win. Like you, all you do is play the seven drop from underneath your leader using the counter play or the counter attack. Put them to three cards, make Celzino, and you just win the game right there. So, like no, no real struggle at all. What you're saying is successors coming back. No. <laughs> what is Celzino? What is Celzino? Okay. No, because you you make an eight with the with the eight drop, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh my God! Yeah, Celzino. Yeah, one one successor card. Because it's got no cost, dog. We got no. Good. Like turn five guaranteed to win is crazy. Like free play into secret rare quad strike dual attack strip three cards from your opponent's hand sounds pretty uh pretty decent. Especially discard down to three and discard three. Cool, very neat. Very very fun and interactive as I like to say. That's why we awaken at eight boys. Play good. Day. Also, the new four drop uh, cell that you evolve into or you can absorb into. Uh, that motherfucker has barrier. I love barrier. <laughs> uh, that motherfucker has straight up has barrier, and he's a sixteen k that replaces himself. Like the, also, the whole deck replaces itself. By the way. Oh, gross! It so replaces itself, and they got a lot of. They got a lot of early aggro that the the seventeen eighteen promo is super good. Yeah, if it, by the way, yeah, so the really fun fact uh, that that I got shown is um 
you use leader effect to KO one of your opponent's cards, you free play the 17-18, you free play the, the, the crit freezer that, that plays whenever one of your opponent's battle cards gets KO'd. So you've got two free play crits you just played right there, right? You turn to Guarantee Awaken, because you can tap one, play the 17 that looks at top 5 to add an Android card. You activate its main to put it underneath it. You activate the main of the, the, the 17, 18 with crit to put it underneath your leader, and you can awaken right there. Love this game. <laughs> Gotta love it. So, uh, at Ultimate Deck 2022 is what the deck's called. I have it pulled up on the official webpage. May 2022, 1999 MSRP. I don't remember if that's what the Ultimate Deck was in 2021 with Toa, but sounds right, because you're getting silver foils for everything. Yeah. Also, it's got some good reprints, because it's got uh, it Charismatic Villain. Yes, you get two Charismatic Villains. Um, you get... You get foil homicidal clones, which is fucking dope. Yeah, actually, you get negate. Um, two of those. And you get all the new cards as well. You get the new uh, the new Dr. Drew Unison, which is alright. I think that the the meager is just better. Basically, you're gonna have to buy two of these bad boys for a playset of the exclusive expansion cards for the ultimate deck, and then give you, I think, playsets of ultimate deck stuff or I'm sorry, expert deck stuff in each deck. So you'll get two playsets, and they give you a booster pack of God Realm of the Gods. Oh, fun fact by the way, um, it's a cool secret. It's you can, a cool God you can um, when you awaken, you can give your leader plus five and crit, right? Uh, there's a, a an Android 20 card that when you combo with it, you give one of your attacking green Android cards uh, plus 5k power and double strike for the turn. So it's a it's a it's a green Chompa for green attacking androids. Yes, yes, I'm familiar with that. It was actually meant for the uh, Set Five Android Super. I'm sorry, Super 17. It was like dual attack critical. Yeah, you can give your you can give your cell you can make your cell a thirty k uh thirty k double strike crit. Yeah, just throw a, a cell earth destroying command may on top, make it forty five real quick. So you can get real rip another card. Right. You can get real gross now. This deck is this deck honestly this deck's gonna be really gross. If like if you if you know how to like, you know, maneuver with cell. Like I think you, I think that cell's getting another good deck to shine with. Is this all, green had to do something. Also, it's not hand destruction too. Like, like you can play, you know, with like pseudo hand destruction with cell coming out. But like the ch the cell chain itself is pretty aggressive. Your leader has got good. Your leader's got removal, which is really good. Um, and like all all around the deck's like not a hand destruction deck. It's just a good green deck that doesn't ignore barrier. I love barrier. Like, green really loves fucking barrier. Play um, strategies and everything now. Yeah. I was looking up the Nameless Planet to see if uh, <laughs> I could play this in the cell deck. I cannot. Um, it's for auto, literally the auto is if your leader is a green Beerus or green Champa. And obviously, cell is neither of those things. Dude, you just like pluck it and you just like trying to figure out how to put like the most jank shit in the most jank shit possible. This thing pops board like nobody's business. What do you mean? Like, if you can Nameless Planet somebody in turn like three. GG. <laughs> That'd be pretty funny. But um I think uh I think before we wrap it up, boys, we gotta talk about one we gotta do one thing before we all leave. Sure. So with the new announcement for the anniversary, um 
and I think you, I think we both seen it, right? The anniversary, uh, the the small anniversary post that they put out. Uh, they said they're reprinting three secrets. So, what do you guys think that three those three secrets are going to be? It'll be like all the worst ones. It's going to be Vegito, <laughs> Super Saiyan Four Goku, and uh, uh, Goku Oob. <laughs> oh my god! You skipped over Heroin's lineage. That's nice. Uh, reprint Heroin's lineage. That card definitely needs to be reprinted. Four per case. Four per case. Um, I will say this: I wish list Apex Awakened Power, and then probably like Pan or Kai. Uh, I think everybody probably has those up there. Uh, I would not be surprised if they did some shit like um, Broly AOD, uh, Majin Buu AOD, and like some other short print card like Frieza fucking Army Reborn. I'd be really pissed off if they did that actually because those those cards not playable. Um, okay. I think um, I think I talked about it for a bit. I think Nika was either told me that that was like. That brought up the uh, the the reboot decks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, I can't. I think, it, but like, so you brought up the reboot decks, and I was just like, what if they do reprint SS the SS four Hyper Evolution? Mm-hmm. Just because, like, it, it's because it's supposed to fit in the deck, which I thought was like, yeah, I was like, that's so mean. But uh, I think, in terms of secrets that I would like to see reprint, I think. I always, I always throw my hat to AOD Broly because I think that secret does need to be reprinted because it's so hype, hyper expensive. Yeah, short print. Um, I think Hatch because Hatch is just like one of the best, still one of the best like secrets in the game, baby especially hatch? for yeah, baby Hatch. Even though it's got a second edition already. Even though it's got a second edition, I think it's gonna get the cell treatment where it just gets a bunch of. Uh, Reprints, which is fine with me. Just put the card into the ground when it comes to price wise. That I think that's one of the secrets that I, I would like to see accessible to a lot of people because it's 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 such a good secret. Like, like I, th- I, 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 I don't I don't think anybody would would disagree with me that they would like to see more hatch reprints, especially if it gets a really nice alt art. Yeah. Also, it's one of the ones that a lot of collectors really don't care about because they're like, I just want the Goku cards. Yeah. And I also agree with uh, Apex. I, like I said, I don't think they're ever going to reprint Awakened Power. I just don't think that's a possibility, but I think Apex is a possibility. I just don't ever see Awakened Power getting reprinted. Mm, I mean, they did reprint it for, like, you know, Nats and, and Worlds, I guess. Yeah, and you'll, all you got to do is win win first at Worlds. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> just be the, just be the un, un, undefinitive best player in the game. Yeah, in the world. In the world, so yeah. You can represent Universe Seven in the Universal tournaments. <laughs> exactly. Um, I, I don't know. I think it'll be interesting to see. I just Bandai's been giving us a lot of fan service lately, so I would not be surprised if they gave us like the fucking trifecta here and just gave us like Awaken Power, uh, Apex, and like something else off the like top list, like Majin, uh, not Majin, AOD Broly. AOD Broly would be okay because it's such a high value card. Uh, I, think, they, I think they I think they're attacking right? that right. The secondary market, they attack cards that are high. On, like I looked at the Zamasu that was a five drop green from draft box, like one or four, I should say, one. Uh, it was like an eighty dollar card. Now it's like a fucking dollar. I think every time we've brought up like secret prints, I've always mentioned AD really because it's 
It's just a, it's just a, it's like it's short print. It's highly expensive. Well, yeah. I think it's just one of those cards that you know. They knocked down Celzino already, right? So like, oh, uh, uh, Apex would be feasible. It's in the same set, and Black Smoke does not need it. No, but it's in the same. No, but it's in the same set. Reprint Black Smoke. God damn it! We're gonna get Black Smoke, aren't we? Oh, could be in all of the worst secrets, like I'm saying. Nah, you know it's gonna be. It's gonna be. It's gonna be. It's gonna be. It's gonna be Singe Shenron. Oh god. That's gonna be. It's gonna be. Yeah, it's gonna be the tournament. The tournament secret. It'll be Singe Shenron. We're gonna get that secret as a reprint. No, thank you. Remember when that secret was like a dollar? Yeah, it probably still is a dollar. Would y'all be? Would y'all be upset with Gohanks Innocent Secret reprint? Um, I don't think it's necessary, but Gohanks isn't a bad secret. It's a. Uh, I'm looking at market prices high to low. I think um I think Gohanks is kind of just outclassed by Vegeta now. Yeah, because he's so like, especially if you're not if you don't use your uh, <coughs> if you don't overwhelm that game, like that card's such a blowout. That was funny because I put him in my King Piccolo deck and I was playing against Ali, and he's playing a uh, Yellow Baby, and he was the only person I've ever had Sparking Twenty Five with in my in on my Vegeta deck because his deck is literally just yeah, destroy your board, destroy your board, destroy your board, destroy your board. I'm like, I can't fucking keep anything on the goddamn board. Does Vegeta do have dual tag now? <laughs> Vegeta do dual tag. I mean, it got me the whole fucking thing. Bro, I'm gonna be so pissed if they give me like Super Baikuhan. That'd be pretty funny. That'd be pretty. Oh, I forgot that card even existed. That'd be pretty <laughs> funny. Remember that everybody was super hyped for that card when Bojack came out and nobody fucking played it. And Bojack, because he just would rather just play Hatch. Yeah. I can remember that. Goku Ub is sitting at fat seventeen dollars right now. Fuck. Hey, yeah. bro, it's tripled since when I bought. <laughs> that was a four per case, also. Dude, I sold that card for forty bucks. I think I made the most money I'll ever make out of that stupid secret. Um, I bought one from you for five dollars. <laughs> how many fucking oops did I have? What the fuck? A lot of these secrets have just been falling. Like, there's a, a good amount of secrets under seventy-five dollars right now, and a lot of them are playable. A lot of them are playable. All right, guys, you heard it. You're here from thinking uncharged. Start buying them out, losers. I mean, basically. Um, I don't know. I'm, I don't like the sheep mentality of, of card games where it's like, hey, what's the top deck? I'm going to just copy-paste and, and run it. Like, if you know me, you know that I just I build jank. And, like, at least it's my jank, right? Like, I made my own list um, versus just saying I'm going to net deck. Nothing wrong with net decking. I, I personally don't agree with it, but I don't know. I look for these secret rares and, like, what's, what's broken about it? What can I use? And is it underutilized? And I just kind of throw it in and, and run it. So I enjoy the fact that I can pick up like a twenty dollars secret and, and throw it in something and actually make it viable. No, oh, yeah, I think um, I'm just glad that, that like you know we're in this world that we're seeing you know re secret reprints. Yeah, that was unheard of like a year ago. Oh, yeah, because we're not going to yeah, talk well, about revision packs because those don't—that's not real. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, as the time honored tradition here before we end the podcast, Nico. What's up? We always uh, I think I think we knew I think I think we used to do it. We we stopped doing it. I think we forgot to do it for, did we do it for Jimmy? Uh, we, yeah we did. We, for sure. 
For sure, yeah. So we we always ask our guests like what leader they would want to see rebooted. Oh, I, I have the easiest answer in the world because it's the deck that I first picked up when I started playing the game. It is set to Bobbity. Ah, with the ball. Yeah. Nope. Yeah, the ball boy. Can I so, tell you a story uh, after you're, you're done telling us why you want this deck rebooted? Uh, so it was the first like deck that I started playing the game with because my friends were like, "Dude, you gotta play." And I was like, all right, fine. But I'm going to play Majin Buu because it's my favorite character. And they're like, well, there's no good Majin Buu deck. So you can, you have to play Bobbity. And I was like, fuck. You got to put him in the ball. <laughs> I had to put him in the ball. Uh, and it is, uh, I scummed so many wins off of uh, activating ball and burning people and then swinging with double strike. Uh, famously, I defeated Evan U7 uh, when he was playing like full original Soul Striker with the Majin Buu burn because he didn't read my cards. That is that sounds like classic Evan just Nothing not reading. Not, not reading I, the I, card. I tap I tapped three or four for the Majin Vegeta that just sticks five cards underneath the ball. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> and I just went I just went, hey how much life you got? And he goes, one, I go, cool, crack ball, burn. <laughs> <laughs> that is busted. That's funny as shit. That's a better story than what I was gonna tell, so I'm not gonna tell it anymore. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll tell it. I'll, I'll be brief about it. Uh, two, three years ago, I'm, I'm down in Angleton at the vault, and we got people from, like, out of town, basically, like, Galaxy or uh, Cytex kind of people. And I, I'm i notorious for running random bullshit decks every week, and so I bring in Set Dubabity, and it's just, like, red okay dot deck, like... My secret rare was Frieza Army Reborn. And I go up against, uh, I'm not going to say names, but I went up against a guy, and he's playing, at the time, one of the strongest meta decks was Tricolor Yellow Broly. It was like yellow, green, blue. And uh, it was like, I'm going to play the the 21, I'm going to do all these things, right? So, like, he's getting me down, he plays Mira, and, uh, like, Creator Absorbed, he's going to go in and, like, try to chomp at me for game. I legitimately pull off a negate, like a Videl negate. I'm just like, yeah. And then I sparking negate something else, like an after image. And I pull fucking army reborn off life. So I'm at one. Charge my fifth energy. Broly's at fucking four. He's got one energy open. And I'm like, yeah, tap five. Frieza, clear your board. Let me see your hand. Pull the only negate out of his hand. And uh, just quad strike for game. Nice. And I'm just like, bro, I went one and three that whole night, and I was like, you know, it doesn't matter. I fucking won a game with Setu Babidi. Yeah, Setu Babidi. Fucking love that leader. It's so terrible. Yeah, the ball I could never trigger because it it was too slow. I had had a game where uh, my favorite game with it was I I finally got to the point where I could trigger it. And then uh, I had three boos in life and couldn't do it. Oh, God. I hate that. (laughs) Horrible. But, uh, yeah. yeah. If if Bandai ever reboots that leader, I'm only playing that deck for like the next eight months. <laughs> uh, okay, what would you make it on the reboot? What would your wish list for the effects be? Alright, so uh, I'm going to have it like at the end of each player's turn, you put something under the ball from like the top of deck or whatever. So you start game with ball like original and it's going to just have like all of the stupid Majin idiots no one cares about 
So like Yakon and, and Pui and <laughs> um, Deborah is like your like main beater that has the same effect he did before, where he you can't swing at Bobbity, you only can swing at him. Mm-hmm. So it's just like free play bodyguard. It's kind of like King Piccolo, but just as like after I don't know three turns. So like once you have like six things under the ball. You crack it open, and then, like, the Majin Buu is just, like, a fucking menace to society. It's got, like, deflect barrier. It's a 30k with, like, triple strike. <laughs> would, you, would you reboot the leader and the, uh, just the leader? Would you reboot the leader and the ball? Uh, like, they're probably in the same deck, so probably both. Hmm. Or, or actually, you could just leave it that, because it, it specifically says, like, the name of the card. So I think you'd have to do both. Because it's not like you summon a Majin Buu, it's like you summon the specific named one. But yeah. And just make it just like a super annoying boss monster that your opponent has to deal with, and you can like, I don't know, fucking petrify shit with Deborah, just to have more flavor. Just to be an asshole. Yeah. Start acting your He's yeah, I think he's a he's a I think so. He's like a ten or an eight drop. He's a he's a, he's a super high cost card. Are you talking about the Bajibu? Yeah, yeah the he's ten. <laughs> he's ten. Yeah, he's like super fucking big for no he's fucking a, reason. A ten drop, twenty k double strike. <laughs> it burns one on play, <laughs> and it burns you on play. Tap ten, dude. I know that's why he's a, that's why he's a ten drop, bro. He does yeah. an instant damage, dude. Back in the day, that's like fucking like a god tier unheard oh, yeah. of. Set two, it was un. You couldn't. Couldn't do anything. There was no counterplay for it. Maybe cold well, the, the funniest part is that wasn't even the easiest way to do burn. The easiest way to do burn was using uh, the seven drop uh, malicious the uh, the Buhan. Yeah, because because you could you can punch things in active mode, and then if you had the Gohan that was uh, like an early play, if you had like three cards in hand. I wanna I wanna say something before we end the podcast, which I thought was funny. Um, one of the guys who topped with um, King Piccolo, he was running the miraculous comeback uh, Gohan. Whoa! List. I don't know if you guys saw that. No, dude, that's a, that's a huge that's huge brain plays right there. There was there was one of the lists. One of the guys had just one copy of it in his deck, and I thought that was the funniest fucking thing I ever saw. Well, like. <laughs> Think about the game where that guy just absolutely just swings at a battle card that's like a 5k and then just dumps his hand into it and you die off of it. It's just like, good luck, a loser. Hey, yo, check this out. Deal one damage. Seems good. But, uh, I think that's about it from us. You got anything else you want to talk about, Jonathan, before we... Uh, wrap? yeah. Some, something small. Uh, reboot set to Vegito. Yeah, reboot set two Vegito, you fucking losers. Look, we're already we're already we're already rebooting all the set two leaders. We gotta get there eventually. Honestly, we should probably just reboot every set, like four or five and below, like one through five, just all need to get rebooted. Can we reboot search search coup, please? Thank you. Uh search leaders could probably all get a reboot. Not not search so. Bandai will never print surge again. I'm yeah, sorry. Fucking not. you fucking cowards. I mean they've they brought back Wish, and they actually don't use Desire cards, so, you know, careful what you ask for. They might do Surge, and it just not even be Surge. I'll take it. <laughs> surge, but it's garbage. I'll, I'll take it. Listen, I'll take what I can get, bro. I'm I'm, I'm fiending for my Surge. Dude. Try, try Color Surge. Dude, there's a game I was playing with Nico, because I still, for some reason, 
analyzed that Android 16 is a surge leader. And I cited in Horror Horrors and I tapped through and played one on him. Because oh, yeah. I think he, I thought he was like green blue and I just go, hmm, I have tapped out for this useless <laughs> card. Feels bad. And it was funny because I charged the next one in my hand <laughs> next turn. You're like, hmm, I realized this was not the correct side option. Hmm, <laughs> I realize what color your leader is now. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, pretty bad. Um, want to go to shoutouts? Yeah, let's do the shoutouts, boy. Alright, uh, should we let Nico go first? Yeah, we can let Nico go first. Uh, I guess shout out to Team Zephyr, my, my, my four boys at home. Uh, shout out to Nerd Thug Radio, show them on. Uh, that's all I got. It's pretty good. Alright. Jonathan, take it, take it over for us. Sure. Um, shout out to the Salt Boys, obviously. Uh, that's my team. Uh, best team in Houston, hands down. Uh, but my hands, of course, matter to me and may be different than your hands. But uh, shout out to Nico and Ryan for joining me on the pod today. Um, shout out to the haters one time because Ernest is not here to, to help me correct that. Um, shout out to Ernest and Marco. I know they're not here today, but definitely a big part of what we do here. Shout out to the Houston community. You guys are amazing. You guys are awesome. Keep up the good work. I really do feel like we're, we're coming back strong with the season really ramping in, so I'm excited to see. I do think we have a, one of the best communities in the game. Um, I hope we can continue to do so, but uh, shout out to Ultra Ego. Uh, shop in Baytown if you haven't been. Uh, amazing store. Uh, probably the best one of the best stores I've been to in a long time. Um, Sterling is a great owner, so if you haven't been down there, go check them out. And, um, yeah, I think that's everybody. Uh, definitely shout out to uh, uh, Galaxy Gaming and Team Race. Best, uh, not only the best card shop in Houston, but the best card shop in Texas and the best team in all of the United States of America. I literally can't think of anything better than us. Uh, shout out to... Uh, uh, definitely all the card shops that are uh, live. Uh, definitely want to shout out to a lot of the, uh, everybody in the community. Definitely shout out to um, Ernest and Marco. They couldn't be here today. Uh, Ernest said he had to um, uh, do something super important. He wasn't here with us. So I hope he's uh, you know safe right now. And um, definitely shout out to uh, uh, Nico for joining us today. Yeah. Nico, appreciate you again. Um Give us one more time the name of your podcast so I can make sure all the listeners can go check you out as well. Okay, it's uh, Nerd Thug Radio. Nerd Thug where can, Radio. Where can we find you at? On, for uh, we're we're on all the we're on all the platforms: Spotify, SoundCloud. Well, actually, we're not on SoundCloud. It's literally the one we're not on. What <laughs> <laughs> everything second uh, second listed option? Never mind. We're not on there. No, we're not on there. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> I'm just lying to you now. <laughs> We don't like liars here. <laughs> well, uh, I definitely appreciate you being on the pod. Um, definitely a fun yeah, it's episode. Been, it's been fun. I really appreciate being uh, letting you come on. It's been it's been sick. We'll have to get you on the pod again sometime. But uh, until next time, guys, we'll catch you later. And Champa. Champa.